Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Good morning, Lottie Dottie, everybody this morning. We welcome you this morning to the Creating Prayer Culture for God. This is Pastor Lesson Sharon Hayes this morning. Here to greet you this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. But to come together as one voice and cry out to God in the awesome, incredible, amazing name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ who is worthy of all of our praise this morning. And we honor the Lord this morning on this Monday morning, day that we've never seen before that God has made for us to rejoice and to be glad in it. And we would do no less than what God has asked us to do. Amen. Because he does no less than what we ask him to do in sincerity and in faith. And so Monday morning, November the 8th, 2021, 6 a.m., we give God praise this morning. Amen. Welcome all of you this morning from around the globe, wherever you're calling in and wherever you're chiming in at. We welcome you this morning, our brothers, our sisters, men and women of God, ladies and gentlemen, saints of God, whoever you are, wherever you're coming from, whatever title you go by. We welcome all of you this morning to this early morning gathering this morning of prayer wars and intercessors coming to cry out before our God because we know he hears our cries. He hears our, our petitions and he answers them and shows us great and mighty things that the Bible says in the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 3 of the King James Bible, that thou knoweth not. And so we allow God to be able to provide whatever source of answers he want to provide, whatever benefits he want to send this morning. Our job is just to cry out before him and petition him, amen, with all of the cares and concerns that we have. We have an advocate that we can cast them upon him, knowing that he will exalt us in due time because he knows what is best for us this morning. So these are the revelations of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ that we try to learn and know so that when we go forth, man, amen, we glow in the midst of all this darkness that's on the land and gross darkness on the people, like a city that sit upon a hill, letting our light so shine, cannot be here that many women will see our good works and they too will glorify our Father which is in heaven. They too will glorify our Father which is in heaven. So we give him praise, we give him honor, we give him glory this morning. Thank God for the opportunity to worship him in the beauty of holiness, in the spirit, amen, and in truth this morning. So this morning, you know, it is a Awesome privilege and pleasure to come before you this morning, amen, to share with you the revelations of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And this morning, we're going to be coming to you out of the book, amen, of First John chapter uh, 2. And we're going to pick up our study this morning, amen, in uh, the book. 20th verse, uh, 22nd verse, 21st verse, amen. And uh, again, this is, you know, Monday morning, creating a prayer cut to God, hosted by Pastor Leslie Sharon Hayes. I'll be your teacher this morning. <clears throat> and the subject we've been dealing on here deal with the, the seven levels of test that we take to prove that we know God, amen. We know him, amen. And there are tests that's going to come with that a statement of faith, that declaration of faith is personal, but then it becomes corporate and universal. So it doesn't stay with us. It goes out there and people who come around us and know us or have contact with us, they will get to be the judge. Do we know God? Does it sound like our tongues have a, or the tongue of the learned or are people looking at you and say, you sound in the same way you sound that you live in the same way you live before you got saved. You're worse now than you were before. <clears throat> Not that that really matters because God is our own judge and he knows what's in our hearts before 
before we ever open our mouth. But amen. But if you take the word of God, like we're supposed to intend it to and hide it in your heart that we don't sin against God, because that's where the issues of life are at. That word will, will purify, it'll sanctify, it'll consecrate us. Amen. It'll prepare us for every good work. Amen. And, you know, set aside for a sacred purpose that no one else can do unsaved what we can do saved. Amen. God assures of that. Why? We put him in remembrance of his word. Doesn't matter what the issues of life were in your heart. If you put God in remembrance of his word, he's watching over that word to perform it and he'll hasten to perform it. He'll bring it to pass. So we thank the Lord this morning for these revelations of Jesus Christ. We thank the Lord this morning for these misconceptions of man that helps us to be able to provide an answer that's based on what's documented in the scriptures. I can just come up with some stuff and say, well, that don't sound right. Or I can say this. Or I can say that. You know, I can condemn people. You know, I can be dogmatic. I can criticize. I can do all of that. Amen. But what I'm what I do when I do that is I don't help the cause, but I hurt the cause because I'm making myself an authority. And that's the one of the traps, amen, that a lot of leaders get in is they make themselves the authority and they try to have more con condemnation than God do. And God don't condemn anybody unless they deserve to be condemned. He's the only righteous judge that what he does is just and right. And that's why he teaches us to judge nothing before his time over there in the book of first Corinthians. I want to say it's reverse uh, chapter four, verse five. You know, maybe verse 20, but he says, judge nothing before it's time. God is the righteous judge. He does it right the first time. Sometimes we make a mistake. We prejudge, you know, that's why the Bible says in the book of Matthew chapter seven, judge nothing, you know, that you be judged. And so we're not here to judge this morning, but we're here to build up and mature for the work of ministry. And so there is those seven tests that we're taking that, you know, we really know God. It says we really know God. Amen. And we're in the first book of John chapter uh, two verses one through 29 is what we've been dealing with. And there's been a lot that have been pulled out, uncovered, unveiled in these particular scriptures. And we're moving toward the, you know, verse 29. So we can move on to first John chapter three. But man, I'm loving this right here, man, because there's so much here. And we're seeing a lot of things that are being revealed that started in the beginning of the last days when Jesus was glorified. You know, I know people think the last days are just when we got the last tornado and everybody started saying the world coming to an end. Well, no, it started all the way back when Jesus was glorified up until this point. And it's been going on. We've gone through a series of tornadoes and storms and rumors of wars and wars and all these things that the scripture talks about in Daniel and in Ezekiel and in the revelations and Matthew 24, 5 and, and 23 and all these different passages, Mark 13, you know, Luke 24, you know. All these passages that have enlightened us, you know, that we're to expect based on what the word says. And sometimes we overlook the word and we come up with our own revelation. One little severe storm or pandemic. And now we, everybody's afraid and, 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 and hiding and, and whatnot because, you know, they're paranoid because they think the world coming to an end because some prophet got up there and said that. How many times have they said that and it was false? It ain't happened yet. The Bible says only the father knows when that time is, that last day of the Lord. OK, we better pray and hope. Well, I shouldn't say we better, but it behooves us to pray and hope that the scripture is right and not man. That's why the Bible said, let every man be a liar, but let God be true. And we have to study to know what's true and be made free by it. And so that's where we at this morning. So we're going to pick up our study this morning. Uh, you know, we talked last about the apostates, you know, meaning people that are falling away. You know, knew God at one time, but now it seems like as things are beginning to, to, to increase out there, you know, people are falling away. 
You know, I say, and I want to say sometimes I don't blame them if you're in a false place because it's doing more damage spiritually than it is helping you. <clears throat> and people are becoming sensitive to that and figuring that out. You know, that they've been hoodwinked. They've been had. They've been deceived. I don't blame them from running for their life, getting up out of there. Mm. Some are going to stay there, man, and go down with the ship. You know, you know, you know, the Titanic story. They stayed on board. You know, you better pray God send you a life preserver and get up out of there. You know, that, that's a word to the wise, a word of caution to the wise. But we're going to pick up our study this morning, you know, in the, um, you know, in the uh, first book of John, chapter two, uh, just a couple of verses from uh, verse 20 as we finished up on Thursday morning. And we talked about the need for wisdom, but we didn't say just any kind of wisdom because the world got wisdom. There are books and philosophers that wrote books and all that on science and all this, man, because they study the constellations of stars and galaxy. They go to the Mars and they see a little water on Mars or planet. And, you know, all of a sudden, man, they want to come back and make that gospel. <clears throat> and they say, oh, you know, we're going to take another ride and the tourists want to go. You got a million dollars. We got a ship built. You can go, you know, you know, get in line, sign up. I'm trying to get to a place that's higher than Mars. I'm trying to get to heaven, trying to be, uh, you know, we're trying to be instruments that God can help us to get people prepared to go to heaven, not Mars. And then it's free because if you if you in the spirit, when you die, you're going to be absent from the body, present with the Lord, wherever the Lord is present. That's heaven. You know, he's going to bring that heaven to earth one day when he returns. But right now, wherever he's at in the spirit, once we leave the body, we're in the presence right away. You know, you ain't got to pay no million dollars to go there. All you got to do, man, is believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, confess out of your mouth him, you know, and believe in your heart. Boom. Then you're going to be saved. You know, no, 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 no spaceship going to take you to heaven. You know, so that's that wisdom that we need, you know, but we're talking about true wisdom. And we learned the scripture said, therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine, the Lord talking here, and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. All of the sand we know is sinking sand. Jesus is that rock, that foundation that the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. His death, his burial, his resurrection. That's the truth, that he's the only Savior. Nobody else died for our sins but him. You know, nobody else could, could, could get rid of those sins but him. Make them like they never happened before. Make everything new. <clears throat> you know, and that's in the book of Matthew, chapter 7, verse 24, the King James Bible. Then he goes on to say in the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 12, verse 8, the King James Bible. See, Paul is not only talking, um, you know, to, to the Gentiles. He's also talking to some Jews that were still struggling to be converted. Mm. They were on their way. You know, Matthew talked to the Jews specifically. That was his audience. So you see, God's word is universal. It's for the Jews. It's for the Gentiles in between those who are not sure, those who fell away, apostate, those heresies, those heretics who wanted to take what they had learned and turn around and try to make it, you know, make it something else to fit what they wanted the people to know. So all that was going on. So now you see Paul in the church of First Corinthians, chapter 12, verse 8, the King James Bible. He says, for to one is given the spirit, the big S there, the word of wisdom by the Holy Spirit. To another, the word of knowledge by the same spirit. So see, God is the author of the fruit of the spirit and the gifts of the spirit. And it's all for the edification of the body of Christ and for our individual edification. You know, that's why we're able to pray in the Holy Ghost and build ourselves up in our most holy faith. So God ain't going to leave us the instruments and vessels to, that he's he going to use to distribute the message without making sure that we have the power to be a witness. See, it's a difference in just saying something that sounds good than witnessing by the power of the spirit of truth that's in us. We got to have some help to bring stuff back that remembers. You can't remember. We can't remember all these scriptures that we done been over. Mm -hmm. 
But see, once we go over them and they're in our hearts and we hide them there, whether we know them, you know, or not, the Holy Spirit going to quicken us and he going to bring it back to our remembrance. That's why we have him. That's why he's God with us. You know, we got to trust him as our interpersonal witness. Then he goes on now because he's raising up sons and daughters in the ministry. And he goes over in the book of Second Timothy, chapter three, verse 15, the King James Bible. And look at what he tells young Timothy, man, his, his student right now. He says, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able, the scriptures now, not your prophet, not your bishop, not all these Folks who t trying to help you get houses and cars that tell you to throw a thousand dollar seed, light bill money, water bill money at your feet, and you're gonna get this and you're gonna get that. Devil is a lie. God free your people from that with the truth, with your inspired word. Look at what he says to Timothy now. He said, you know, it will it, it is able to make you make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Pastor Sharon Taller made a case about that faith, man. See, faith sees the answer. Faith sees your healing. Faith sees the door that is open, that God opened, that only in the spirit can you see it and go through it. You know, and then once you go through it, you realize I can go in and out through this door and find pasture. This is the door that the shepherd has opened for the sheep, his sheep to go in and out and find pasture. Everybody can't go there if they don't know the Lord. Only his sheep. Only his sheep. You know, because he's the shepherd standing at the door to make sure it's his sheep. Anybody else try to come in there, he said they come as a thief and a robber. That's why they got to try to climb over the wall. They know they ain't got the right authorization to be up in there, even though some of them come. You remember now, they're spies. They sneak in. They try to come in. They're there to spy. There ain't no man looking for the shepherd. You know, they're looking for accusation, reason to, to accuse the brethren day and night, you know. You know, and so he goes on to say in the book of James, chapter three, verse 17, the King James Bible. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, then gentle and easy to be entreated. Easy to understand if you have the spirit full of mercy and good fruits. Ain't got no dogma in it, no legalism in it. Why? It was paid for by Christ. And once you receive his spirit, you receive what the Spirit of God can bring back to you, what he can teach you, what he can show you. He said he's going to show you things to come. He's going to bring all things back to your remembrance. That's why we can declare what the, what the scriptures say, that the member of the just is blessed. And that word just that he's talking about is justified by faith. Well, what, what I get faith from? God gives each man a measure of faith, but then he adds to it because every time you hear the word, your faith territory is being enlarged. Wow. Your base of having answers for situations are being enlarged. Yes. You know, it's like, it's like, you know, when we do our, our prayer, our, our, our song list, mm -hmm. we create a list of songs that we like to listen to sometimes. Guess what? You ought to create a list of scriptures come on. that you use when these situations come up because faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So that that springing forth, when you get that report that ain't so pleasant, you can go right to the scriptures. The Holy Ghost, I need a word to stand on. Bring it back to me. Feed me till I want no more. And it happens. Well, I say it happens for me. And I think I, I, I can say I live here with my wife. It happens for her, too. Because, right. you know, we have to stand on that word. I, I can say I believe it happens for Pastor Eric, Pastor Phoebe, Minister Smith, and Minister Bigger. Yes. Because I've heard the word of their testimony. That's right. I see how they've overcome some things. It's by the word of your testimony. God's word of your testimony. Mm -hmm. You know, your testimony is supported by the word of God. You know, God watch over his word that's in your testimony. 
You know, and so he says right there through his half brother Jones, you know, half brother James, you know, the book of James, chapter 3, verse 17, the King James Bible. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, then gentle, then easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits. Plural, there are more than one fruit without partiality and without hypocrisy. You don't say one thing, then do something else. You don't just in church, you all, you all this, you all that. As soon as you step out of child church, you're a hellraiser. You're full of doubt and unbelief again. You know, church is over for you. You don't carry nothing with you. Somebody meets you, you say, oh, man, Rev, no, he preached today. What did he preach about? I, all I know is I felt something in there. I know God was there. You can't go to church looking for a feeling. Probably need to go to church to try to get rid of your feelings. That's what's got you bound. You're trapped. You know, you need to hear a word to free you. So you don't end up being a hypocrite, saying one thing, but doing something else. Actions speak louder than your words. It's a, it gives you away. What you do gives you away. And see, faith sees the answer. And so you got to come out of church walking by faith in what you heard. Remember, faith coming by hearing, mm -hmm. you know, a springing forth, you know. Yes, yes, and so yes. faith now directs you to the answer because it already sees the answer to your demise, to your problem. You know, but I had to hear the word from the man of God, a woman of God. You know how beautiful the feet of those who proclaim the good news of the gospel. See, now I can, I can, I can walk by faith, not by sight. Why? I heard the word. It was for me. Something sprung forth. I saw it in the spirit. Now I can believe it by faith. Therefore, I can receive it by faith. It will manifest because my faith is pleasing God. Now I'm working toward it. I'm walking out of there believing. I ain't forgetting. I'm believing. I'm tucking it away. I'm hiding it in my heart. I'm having my remind new. I'm reminding myself. I'm reminding God. Lord, you said, I heard the preach. You said I wrote it down in the palm of my hand, that scripture, you know, Second mm -hmm. Corinthians, you know, boom, 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 boom. You know exactly where it's at. You go, first thing you do, hopefully go on your phone and pull it up and lock it in and save it. Because that was a word for me. Now I got faith to believe I can have that thing that it said. I, that promotion is mine. That increase is mine. You know, goes on to say in the book of 1 John chapter 2, verse 20, the King James Bible, as we transition, but ye have an unction from the Holy One, and ye know all things. We're not doubters, we're believers, because we have access to God through his word, through his spirit, you know. Verse 21, okay, where we need to be this morning, we're going to pick up right here. I have not wisdom, I mean, I have not written unto you, because ye know not the truth. Now look at this precept here, because you know not the truth. No, but because ye know it, and that no lie is of the truth. That's an important transition point right there. All these 66 books was not inspired by God and given to us because we know not the truth. It's just the opposite. He wants us to know the truth. The book of John chapter 8, verse 32 of the King James Bible, all the way down to verse 38, he talks about how important it is that God, we know that God's will is that we know the truth. And the truth is Jesus, the incarnated word of God made flesh in the book of first chapter of John around verse 14. He came full of grace and truth. He was the way, the truth, and the life, according to the book of John uh, chapter 14, verse 6 of the King James Bible. He tells us emphatically, because if you look over in the book of Ezekiel, around chapter 30, it talks about all the people who were supposed to be telling us the truth. All these priests that went before us, all these lying wonders that came before us, twisted the truth, manipulated the truth, turned it around, all the way back in the garden. When, when, when the serpent deceived Eve, told Adam first. So that truth has always been there, but we have not embraced the truth. 
In the beginning was the truth. The word was with God. The word was God in the word. You know, it was it was it was God's truth. That truth has to march on through every generation. Because when heaven and earth pass away, the word of God, the truth is still going to be standing. You know, still going to be standing. And this is why he wants us to know the truth now and that the truth make us free before it's too late. So we can stand fast in the in the in the in the truth and not be entangled with the yoke of bondage again, which is a lie. And there are lying wonders out there. Take that truth and spin it, manipulate it. That spirit is still operating today. Shows you just as much evil as God show us good. You know? There's that war going on. Paul picked it up in the book of Acts 7th chapter when he yes, said, look, the things I know I should do, I don't do. I struggle right there with that. You know? Paul, Paul realized that about himself. He said there's a war going on. There's an entanglement going on. And some folks sometimes just try to ignore it and say, I don't, I don't see that report. You got to do a little bit more than that to cancel that lie. You got to slap some truth on it. Remember now, you, you, you want to be snared in the truth. So get some truth in your mouth. Get some truth in your spirit so that you can be trapped in the truth. You can be snared by the truth so that if anything comes to take you, if it ain't coming to take you in truth, it sure won't take you in deception. Because you're standing on the foundation of the rock of your salvation, which is Jesus Christ, which is the way the truth in the life. It's kind of real simple when you look at it through the scriptures. What saith it? Because that's the truth that God wants us to build our foundations on. That right there. You know, except the Lord build that house, they labor in vain to build it. Book of Psalms, chapter 127, verse 1 through 3. See, let the Lord build it. Let him be the chief cornerstone. Let him be the foundation. Let him be the rock upon which we build. So that, so that the winds come and blow against it. It's only going to prove, here's that test, it's only going to prove what the foundation is. The teachings of the apostles and the prophets. No greater foundation can be laid where Jesus Christ is the chief cornerstone of every building. Holy Ghost is the one who rightly, neatly fits us together, joins us together, you know. And so he says, you know, I have not written unto you because ye know not the truth, but because ye know it and that no lie is of the truth. So the truth or uh, the, the truth, knowing it allows us or gives us a great advantage by sharing to live it. That's right. You can't live something you don't know. It's like you live in a guest life. You're guessing is this right. You're guessing is this going to work. But see, it's something about knowing the truth and being made free by it. Now, as Paul told the Galatian church in the fifth chapter of the book of Galatians, verse 1, King James Bible, now you can stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ has made you free and do not be entangled with the yoke of bondage again, for it is the sake of freedom that you are freed you that others might be free. Remember we say free people, free people? Well, let the truth make us free, you know, so we can be able to not just know the truth but live the truth. What saith it? What does the scripture say about it? That's the key. More important than anything that this world could ever offer us, serving God and helping God's people is living who we are. He is, he is what, who, who he is or as he is, so are we in this earth. That's in the book of 1 John chapter 4, verse 17 of King James Bible. Now, he didn't say we are God, but it says as God is. In other words, what work God did, that's what we do. And then he says, greater works are you going to do. So if he said it, we can do it. We can be it. We can have it. If he didn't, we're taking a huge risk right there. And that's where a lot of people are at. That's why he called them earlier hypocrites. It's hypocrisy. You know, you're of your father, the devil, a bunch of lies. But be it so, Lord, according to your word. Let's go down to verse 22. 
who is a liar, look what he's saying now. You try to do it without God, you, you have to lie. That was, that's what serpent did to Eve. You got to lie. See, you can't get around God. You might get your integrity around people. You might manipulate people. You might, you know, you know entice people to go along with you, you know. But look at what he says. Who is a liar? Now, now we're going to break this verse down. There's three parts of this particular verse. Hope we get through all of them. This is the A part. Then we're going to do the B part. And the B part is also the same as the C part. So the A part here deals with who is a liar. That's the first A part we're going to deal with. We're going to tear that apart. It's a liar, but he that denies. So there's the B part. You got the liar, the A part. And then you got the denier, which is the B part. That Jesus Christ, that Jesus is the Christ. He is Antichrist. That denieth. Now you got the C part, see? And then he said, denieth the Father and the Son. So the false teaching of the Antichrist is all about denying Jesus is the Christ. That's why we got these 4,400 different denominations out here. Because they struggle with, and it's a thin line, with the deity of Christ, with the preeminence of Christ. When you start talking about it in the beginning with the word, the word was with God, and the word was God, and in the verse 14 of the first chapter of the book of John, that Jesus Christ became the incarnated word of God, came, sent by the Father with a message from the Father, and dwelt among them full of grace and truth. That's just hard concept right there for people to gravitate to. It's harder because when you don't have the Spirit of God, you can't spiritually discern without the Spirit. So you're left to your education, your theology, you know, your philosophy, you know, like Paul said to the Corinthian church, I did not come to you now that I know better, now that I'm filled and sealed and healed and got the Holy Ghost. Now I got the power to witness to you because he's going to bring it back to me what the message was from the beginning that the prophets foretold. Paul said, my struggle is over because I want your struggle to be over now because what had been revealed to me, I can witness to you now. I know now. I've had an encounter with the Lord. I'm no longer kicking against the prick. I'm no longer persecuting now. I'm trying to help liberate now. And Paul saying, so I didn't come to you anymore with enticing words, philosophy, and excellency of speech, and the wisdom of men. No, I came to you with a demonstration of the spirit and the power of God. I came to you now living who I am. I'm saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. And I'm coming in the power of the spirit now, not in my own power and ability. Those things Paul said, was used for, to carry out man's will. Now I'm carrying out God's will, and he's my helper. He's my guide. He's my paracleto. He's greater on the inside of me than anybody in this world. I no longer fear what man can do to me, you know, because God didn't give me a spirit of fear. When he liberated me, he liberated me. He took all fear away, you know. Now Paul coming in boldness now, you know, and he says, who is a liar, but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ, he is an antichrist that denieth the father and the son. So the false teaching of the antichrist is, is basically just denying Jesus is the Christ. This denying Jesus identifies one as antichrist. So you got anybody out there, you know, in those 4,400 different, different, you know, denominations. If anybody in there denied that Jesus is the Christ, the Bible says they are antichrist. That's what the scripture just said. Now, not Pastor Lester, I'm just repeating it. I'm just teaching it to you so you'll be able to identify Remember now, we're taking tests here to say that we know God. And to know God, you got to be able to identify who's not God. Anti means against God. So you don't get trapped and pulled into an influence, buying them books and all that stuff. that They knocking on your door, giving all that literature. No, I got my holy King James Bible up in here. 
I can go to the truth anytime I want to and read what the prophet or the, the major prophet said before, how much of that has come to pass, mm -hmm. how much is yet to come to pass. Come so I can know that I know that I know the truth. Mm -hmm. You know, did not always know that we could do that. So we see the A, the B, and the C part here. So it starts out when it says, is a liar, Pastor Sharon. That's talking about falsehood. Yes. But he also said the liar going to be condemned. The truth seeker will be liberated, but the liar going to be condemned. You don't take God's word and twist it. That's why he told Satan, your consequence is going to be you're going to eat dust, you're going to crawl on the ground, boom. Look out now, out there spreading them falsehoods. You know, liars will be condemned. They're already condemned. If you believe not that Jesus, that Jesus is the Son of God. He said you already condemned. Those who believe are condemned not. The book of John, chapter 3, verses 17 and 18, or 16 and 17, it's all right there. Look at what it says in the book of Revelation about falsehood and about liars being condemned. Uh, chapter 21, the book of Revelation, verse 8, the King James Bible. See, I told y'all yesterday in my message, sometimes when I struggle to see things clearly, I just go to the end, pressure, and I just go look at the fate of those liars, those murderers. You know, those who condemn, those hypocrites, mm. those mm. whoremongers, those people. Look at what it says right here. We're going to the end and look at what it says. But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars oh. shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Mm. See, I'd rather die now to these things. So that I can live when that second death comes around. Come on, when we stand there before God at the great white throne judgment. And he opened up that book. I pray that our names are written in the Lamb's book of life. That's why we praise him now. Now we have to just endure to the end to be saved. To make sure that status don't change. We rejoice now because our name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Not because I'm such great orator, great preacher, great this, great that, great author. That don't mean nothing. You better rejoice because your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. And there's only one way to get it there. You got to forsake all others and make Jesus Christ your Lord and your Savior through your personal confession of faith in his finished work on the cross. Period. Believe that. Receive yes. that. Confess that. And invite him in. He's at the door knocking. Mm. Want to come in, you know, so he can sup with us. Then he goes on to say in the book of Revelation, chapter 22, verse 15, again, going to the end, the King James Bible, and we're looking at how this thing's supposed to end, you know. And then we're coming back and picking up and live our life today as who we are or who we were created to be, to do and to have. You know, that's the potential. But this lifestyle sometimes gets in the way. But I can look beyond my present lifestyle and look at the end and see am I measuring up. Am I working toward that? Am I pressing toward that? Am I in working out my salvation with free and tremor, working toward that goal, that end state, that result? Then I can come back and say, okay, let me correct everything that I'm not doing based on that. Gave you some pretty uh, ugly categories that you don't want to find yourself in or even associated with. Book of Revelation, chapter 22, verse 15, Kings and Bible. Listen to what it says. For without the truth are dogs and sorcerers and whoremongers, and murderers, and idolaters, and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. Now that's right there at the end of the Bible. Revelation, book of Revelation, chapter 22, verse 15, the King James Bible. This is the conclusion of it. This is what it comes down to. 
So today you can say whatever you want to say. But when we look at how you live, it's either going to be living a lie or it's going to be living the truth. Falsehood deals with lying. Always comes with a warning, though. We just read two of them. Book of Colossians, chapter 3, verse 9, the King James Bible. It says, lie not one to another, seeing that ye have put off the old man with his deeds. You put him off. Mm. You put on a, a, a different garment. Mm -hmm. You know, a praise. Because mm. God healed us, we heal. God saved us, we're saved. And mm -hmm. then he says, you are my praise. God, you are my praise now. I put on a garment of praise now. Not a garment of heaviness. I cast aside. For heaviness, I put on the garment of praise. I cast aside when I came to you all weight and sin that had so easily beset me. I took off the old man because if any man be in Christ, Father, you said in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter, you know, 5 verse 17, if any man be in Christ, King James Bible, that he is a new creation. Old things have passed away, old heaviness, old weights, old sin. That's why he told him, go and sin no more. That's why he prayed each time he healed somebody, Pastor Sharon. He says, look, mm -hmm. Father, I pray for their doubt and unbelief. Yes. See, how else are, are, are you going to be free if you have doubt and unbelief? Remember, faith sees the answer. And faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word. Every time you hear the word of God. The word of God is faith that we preach. And we preach faith in love. Mm. And now faith sees what you can't see. Mm. And what, what happens is it orders your steps so you can walk by faith to it until it manifests. Not veering to the left, veering to the right. I saw it. I heard it. It sprung forth. Right now, I see it through the lens of faith. Okay, and I got to let the spirit of God walk alongside of me to make sure I arrive at it, that I get to it so that when I'm there, it's manifest, it's mine. It ain't got nobody else's name on it. It might seem like it's a far off as a sharing. It might seem like, you know, it's denied me. Mm. But no, if God said it, God said God's going to make it good. But he's looking at you and saying, do you have the faith to believe mm -hmm. that I can do this can do and it, I can Lord. do that? Yes, you can. If it be thy will, Lord. Okay, yes. it's my will then. So walk by faith until it manifests. Mm. You know? Thank you, Jesus. Just because it's delayed don't mean it's denied. Come on. I'm working on your faith. Because mm. mm. that's what pleases me. Anybody who comes to the Lord must first believe that I am who I say I am. Moses, who, who do I tell him? I am that I am. I do what I do. I bless who I bless. Yes, yes, yes. Got to get that straight first. Making all these claims and, you know, and, you know, and all of this. Money coming and all that stuff, man. Ain't got no faith when it comes. You think it's luck. Man, you going doing the lottery and playing numbers and all that. Yeah, it's a one in a million chance that you might win when you do. Praising, only time you praise God if you win the lottery. Mm -hmm. Every day we are blessed. Every morning he loaded us down with benefits. Mm. And he tells you, don't forget all my benefits. Book oh. of Psalms, chapter 69, verse 19. He tells you yes, that. Yes, Lord. Yes. New mercy every morning. Priceless. Priceless. Grace, that's sufficient for us. Priceless. Open up the perfect law of liberty and look therein and have success. And not only success, good success. Priceless. Mm. You know. Mm. 
goes on to say, you know, who is a liar, but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ, he is antichrist, that denieth the Father and the Son. So if you deny them, you know you're going to deny his spirit, which is the spirit of truth. You know, which is the spirit of truth. So let's transition here a little bit. Denieth Jesus Christ. So we're going to take a look now at the next part of it. Remember, you got A, you got B, B, you got B and C. Both B and C deal with denying something about God. So let's look at the denial of Jesus Christ here. The verbal rejection of one's allegiance to Christ, Jesus, our Lord and Savior. See, that's that's how you deny Jesus Christ. You, you don't you no longer be, a, 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 you know, you give him your allegiance. Well, Pastor, wait a minute. I don't understand. Yeah, because now you talk more about your bishop, your apostle, your prophet or whoever you subscribe into. You talk more about them than you do Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. See, that's that's how thin the line is. How people can just change all of a sudden. And now their conversation is more about the last prophet that came to town, uh, the name of the person. And it's like all of a sudden your conversation changed from glorifying Jesus to glorifying man. Like God ain't a jealous God. Mm. Like Mm. he don't have a right to be disappointed Uh and hurt. Because that prophet that came to town once in your life did not get on no cross over 2,000 years ago and make things right with you and the Father and create a way for us to go back into a relationship with God. It's called reconciled us back, paid the price, satisfied what God required for sinners that they be put to death. But Jesus said, no, Father, prepare me a body and I'll go and I'll fulfill the law that they don't have to so that your requirement can be satisfied, that peace can be restored back to them. I'll go as the Prince of Peace. Mm. I'll go and suffer. I'll go and be crucified. I'll go so that the lost can be saved. The backsliders can come back. The prodigal sons can return back to their first love. I'll go, Lord. It's going to be a bitter cup, Father, but not my will, but thy will be done. That's how much I love you, Father, because I know you're willing to send your only begotten son because you so love the world. I'm going down there, Father, not with the love of the world, but I'm going down there with the love of my Father. That's going to be my meat. And I'm going to be just like every man supposed to be before Adam sinned. You know, chapter 1 and 2 of Genesis, that's why I overlooked it yesterday. It was great up until the third chapter, verse 15, when enmity came in between his seed and the serpent seed. Up until that point, man, God, everything God said was good, was good. It wasn't until Adam and Eve and Adam got deceived. Well, that's what happened today. The separation comes when people are deceived. That's why God wants you to know the truth so you don't be received. Be, be, you know, falsehoods cause people to you know, be deceived. Lies cause people to be deceived. So you see that spirit of good and evil is still working today to try to, you know, deceive people. You know, you know. And he goes on to tell us here, it, it all stems from being, a, you know, a denier of Jesus Christ. Remember, Judah did that. Some others did that. They denied him. They betrayed him. Still going on today. You know, that, that that verbal rejection. Remember they asked Peter, when you with him? And Peter denied mm-hmm. him. He said, Peter, you're going to deny me three times before the crowd quote twice. Right. And, he, and did. he did it. All that anointing was on Peter, man. But the minute, man, them, 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 them hypocrites and them elders and them, them chief priests came to him and asked him. And the girl, the lady said, I, I, you, was, you was with them. You was around the fire with him. No, I don't even know him. Boom, ding. The crow, crow. you heard the, the crow. Ding! The second time, the third time. Now Peter's all convicted. He's shamed now. Some of that's how some of us ought to be today. Ashamed of how much hypocrisy that we appeal to. 
how many lies that we let deceive us because we won't open up our Bible and study the word to show ourselves approved in the God as workmen who need not be ashamed that we can rightly divide the truth. And then we don't want to respect the gifts that God has given us in the body to build us up and perfect us for the work of ministry. But we'll give money to the false people. We'll throw thousands at their feet. And I'm not saying this because I want your money. No, we want your soul to be saved. That's the greatest reward right there. He who wins souls is wise. You know. And so we see right there that, that denial, okay, part B here, that denial of Jesus Christ, that verbal rejection of one's allegiance to Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior. In the book of Matthew, chapter 10, verse 33, the King James Bible, as we move to close, it says this, but whosoever shall deny me before men, him will I also deny before my Father, which is in heaven. It's in the book of Matthew, chapter 10, verse 33, the King James Bible. See, it's all documented. That's why these revelations are so important because you get to see these warnings. You get to be advised, instructed, and taught so that when you speak, you speak with the tongue of the learn about things you know. You know, guessing, no speculation here. Ah, you better do this right here. What are you basing the better on? The word warns. We are there giving commands like we God. You know, goes on to say in the book of Matthew, chapter 26, verse 34, the King James Bible, Jesus said, I love it, unto him. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, that this night before the crock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. Talking to Peter now. You know, King James Bible. Over in the book of Matthew, chapter 26, verses 69 and 70, King James Bible. Let's continue the conversation about Peter. Now, Peter sat without in the palace, and a damsel came unto him, saying, Thou also was with Jesus of Galilee. But he denied before them all, saying, I know not what thou sayest. Mm. Look at that hypocrisy, how quick it just rose up. Like that. Saving face, man. Denying Jesus. Peter, who is going to be instrumental in going to Cornelius' house, going to be instrumental in preaching salvation to the Gentiles and to the Jews. Thank God for Jesus, who already told Peter, Satan is at the door designed to sift you as we. But Peter, remember, I prayed for you already. He's praying for some sons and daughters right now, interceding at the right hand of the Father right now. That this right here will continue to march forth. This is his truth. You know, it's marching on right now in this generation. And it's going to be in the next generation. Why? God is always going to preserve a Judah, a, a, a remnant of people that will be his praise, that he can trust to stand on the word of God. That seabed, we call it. You know, he goes on to say here, man, as we prepare to close in the book of Mark, chapter eight, verse 38 of the King James Bible. Whosoever, therefore, shall be ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous, sinful generation of him also shall the son of man be ashamed when he cometh in the glory of his father with the holy angels. See, we're preparing for his second coming. Mm. Yes, we are. Now we get a chance to get our name written in the Lamb Book of Life so we can really rejoice when he shows up. Then we'll see him the way he is because we'll be like him. Mm. That's a great reward right there, y'all. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. In the book of Acts, chapter 3, verse 14, the King James Bible says this, But ye denied the Holy One and the just and desired a murderer to be granted unto mm. you. Paul is reminding them now that he's been saved and now Paul has got the Holy Ghost. He's going back and saying, look, I'm going to grab this and throw it y'all because y'all was the reason this happened. Mm. You chose that murderer. 
over him. Paul said, I was guilty too, but he, I asked him to forgive me. Mm. Have you asked him to forgive you yet? Have you showed any remorse, any repentance yet? Well, you better do it now. Why? I'm going to say you better, but you need to do it now while you got breath in your body. There's a lot out there. You need to do it now. You need to repent now. You need to be saved now. Don't put it off for tomorrow. Uh, last verse right here in the book of 2 Timothy, chapter 2, verse 12 of the King James Bible. If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. Yeah. If we deny him, he also will deny us. So we're going to end right there. The book of 2 Timothy, chapter 2, verse 12 of the King James Bible. We'll pick it up on yes. Thursday morning yes. and go a little further. Father, we thank you. We praise you. We give you glory. We give you honor. Thank you for your word. Lord God, it's true. It exposes the liar, the lie, mm. the falsehoods. It exposes those who say they know you but deny you. So, Father, we thank and praise you. You exposed us once, but you saved us too. Once we realized that we were doomed without you. And you forgave us. And you healed us. And you saved us. And so, therefore, you are now our praise. And our allegiance is unto you. Unto you As we look to you today, the author finishing it up by faith, we look to you with thanksgiving in our hearts. Thank you for our salvation. Thank you for saving us. Thank you for renewing our minds in the things of God that we no longer live in hypocrisy and idolatry and lies and deception and manipulation and exploitation. But we live free, made yes, free Lord. by your truth, yes. by your revelations, yes. that we can prove to you that we know you because we take what is written and we hide it in our hearts that we don't sin against you. Mm. And we put you in remembrance when the situation arises of what you said, Father. And so we thank you this morning for this truth, for these revelations. For it's in Jesus' name we give you praise, glory, and honor because your truth cancels all the misconceptions of yes, men. Lord. We thank you for it now. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen.